Right, hey everyone, and welcome back to another fantasy episode of the Sleeping with the Numbers podcast. Dylan and Pat here, and we're going to be going into our DFS head-to-head lineups. I got my butt beat again, and then as usual, we'll go through some of the Reddit Q and A. But as always, we'll start off with a question of the day that I didn't think of. Uh, uh, oh, here's a question of the day: How does it feel to be Owen two in DFS lineups? Uh, not good. Doesn't feel great, especially since I'm the one doing like the DFS uh, little episodes of lineup construction. Makes me look like a real dummy. <laughs> no, I just think you overthink it, and I just kind of wing it, and I think that I'm getting lucky, and that's probably it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's, things are going to change. Things are going to change. I'm going to win this one. But uh, question of the day, Pat, is going to be, how do you handle players with covid in your uh fantasy league so you know you and i are in a fantasy league together and for example uh we're recording this on a wednesday but tomorrow Devonte adams won't be playing alan lazards won't be playing because of covid do you like having like the extra ir spot for covid players um or or do you think it should be a bit more strict um and and more of a free-for-all in, in terms of what to do with those covid players I like the extra IR slots. I mean, even in, you know, we even have a fantasy hockey league where we had to add four IR slots because of COVID. Um, Obviously, hockey plays more often, but it it would be such BS if you had to drop somebody like Devontae Adams Mm -hmm. just because of COVID. Um, I think that COVID has done enough to America. I don't think it needs to ruin fantasy football. We need more IR spots. And that's my soapbox. Yeah, I like that. And, um, you know, we listen to the the fantasy footballers podcast. Um, solid inspiration for for this show. I I really respect those guys. Um, but they gave up us the idea last year. You know, when COVID first hit, uh, of what to do, how to handle it. And I really like their idea of whenever a game comes up and you're expecting someone to possibly miss uh, due to COVID, throw it in the in the. Uh, league chat say hey okay if this team is uh, out for COVID this is who I would have played instead and then the league commissioner would do that swap for them now we never actually had to do that luckily but um, I I like that safety net I know some leagues don't really implement it they want it to be I don't know a bit more I don't think I don't even think competitive is the word I just think it's it's harsh and doesn't provide a good experience for anyone in the league if you don't let that happen. But we are going to go into our head-to-head matchup again. Uh, Last week, I got beat up. Luckily, I was at the Formula One race and had no reception, so I couldn't see how bad Pat beat me up. But he ended up winning again. So, Pat, let's go through and do a quick lineup review of our matchup okay so if you want to hear the winning team um i'll go first so i had ryan Tannehill. he got 20.4 um cordero got 14.10 damien harris was a shocker to me i thought he was going to do good but he got 28.3 yeah aj brown decided to come back 30.3 aj green was a bum he only got nine hunter renfro got 12 which is decent because i kind of expected him to get 10 that's what i wanted kyle pitts went off 26.3 
Uh, Chupa Hubbard stinks 9.6, and the Patriots, they only got 12 points on defense, but I think that's better than probably most teams. Yeah, I agree. They got the little the little flame on them. So I I had a rough time. I you know, across the board, it wasn't terrible, but I just didn't have anyone that blew up and a, a couple guys that underperformed. So uh I took Aaron Rodgers here at my quarterback. He got twenty four point six six. Then I went with Derrick Henry. Now I did not expect Tennessee to beat the hell out of Kansas City. I, I expected it to be a lot more competitive, but Derrick Henry underperformed for his price of $9,200. only got 16.4 points. I then went and took J.D. McKissick because I didn't think Antonio Gibson was really going to be playing that much. He got 9.6 points. Not great. Then I took Darnell Mooney. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why. You know, looking at that right now, hindsight, 2020, that, that's a bad pick. I don't think I want any Chicago receivers on my teams anymore. But he did terrible, 5.9 points against Tampa. Uh, Van Jefferson Jr., uh, uh, I think for his value, I'm pretty happy with that. $3,500 for 14.3 points, that's pretty good. Devontae Adams had a good game, not really a Devontae Adams-type game, but 19.6 games can't really, uh, 19.6 points, can't really complain. And then another value pick here, uh, CJ Usama got two touchdowns, 91 yards, three receptions, for 21.1 points, and I only paid 3000 for him. And you talked about Cordero Patterson. I had him here as well. And then, Pat, I don't know how, but the bottom of the barrel price, Houston Texans somehow end up with seven fantasy points, even though they let 31 points uh, be scored for the Arizona Cardinals. So somehow that happened. I guess that safety, you know, saved them. But we're going again. Pat is 2-0. and I'm going to change that this week. Uh, we're going to go head-to-head. Pat, you are the victor. Uh, we'll go position by position. Go first for your quarterback. Who are you taking? I'm torn because my heart, if, if money wasn't an issue, I would take Josh Allen and not look back. I do not want to pay $8,100 for Josh Allen. So to me, I'm torn between Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow based off a of matchup alone. Um, I think in terms of who do I expect to have the higher scoring game, um, I think Jalen Hurts has that potential. So I'm going to take him because I think of the two teams, I think the Jets are worse than Detroit. I know that record-wise they're not, but I think that Cincinnati should be in control. I could legitimately see Detroit giving Philly a good game. So I'm going to say that Jalen's going to get some rushing yards. He's going to get some throwing guards. And I think he's going to probably outscore Joe Burrow, but I think either one would be good. Yeah, and I'm going to go with uh, Tom Brady here. I know New Orleans tends to be a decent matchup for quarterbacks. They're currently uh, ranked third best against the quarterback position, but it's Tom Brady. I I don't expect anything less from him. Um, Divisional matchup, important game. 7,400, I think it's pretty cheap for what Tom Brady's been doing. So I'm happy with that. He's been putting up 27.1 points per game. For me, it was between him and Stafford. Uh, Tom Brady was a cheaper option, so I just went with him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I think 
Stafford was another guy that if money didn't matter, I think he of all of the quarterbacks has the best matchup. I think the reason I like Josh Allen more is because Josh Allen has the rushing potential. But moving on to running backs, I'm looking at Price and I want to trust that Chuba Hubbard is going to do well against Atlanta, but I don't. Um, it really hurts me because now it's putting me in a position where I'm going to spend 6600 bucks on my first running back. And it's going to be James Robinson because I think that he's going to be the only offensive help the Jags have against Seattle. Um, and going to my second running back, I don't want to spend as much. Um, and I'm kind of torn because I have a few options here. Um, and for me, I, I think that we've seen that Damien Harris has really started to come back to life in terms of fantasy. And I think that New England's going to give the Chargers a half-decent game. So I'm going to take him again. I think I'm going to stick with it. I think he's a good target for Mac, and he's not super expensive. Yeah, so for my running backs, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. You you talked about it, how you think, well, we both think Detroit will put up a, a, a decent fight against Philadelphia. And if they're going to do that, they're going to be giving the ball to DeAndre Swift. In his last three, he's put up 28.4, 17.7, and 22.4. And somehow his salary really has not changed that much. Last week he was uh, $6,000. Uh, this week, 7100 So uh, I guess a, a decent bump there, but still a price range I'm comfortable with. And another one that I, I still think is a value here is uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. I'm going to take him here again. Uh, he has a good matchup against Houston. They should win that game pretty easily, and then they should just run the ball, run that timeout. Um He's the goal line guy. I, th- I think he'll get a good amount of work. $6,500. Uh, I'm going to pop Daryl Henderson in my matchup. Yeah, and I was looking at Daryl as well. I think he would have been a, a good choice for me. Um, I'm kind of thinking that hopefully it's a blowout <clears throat> and maybe Sony Michelle gets some more work. So, But I think it's a safe pick. Moving on to wide receivers, I wanted to stack Devontae Smith, but... He was not in practice today because of a headache, and I just don't know if he's going to play. Um, he hasn't done super well. He's got 11, 5, and 15, so I think I'm going to save my stack for the tight end. Um, so that gives me free reign on whatever wide receiver I want, which is fantastic because <laughs> I think there's going to be a great opportunity for somebody to finally do something really good. Um, I think Keenan Allen in this game needs to have a not a blowout game but i think at 65 i think he's a good against the patriots where he should get a lot of opportunity from justin herbert um and you're not spending a whole lot of money on him so i'm gonna go with him um and then i think my number two emmanuel sanders is only 54 against buffalo we've seen that he seems to be the number two or three for some reason but uh, ahead of uh gabriel davis and cole beasley and all those guys so I think I'm going to take Sanders um, at 54. And then I need to get cheap right now because my average remaining player is only $4,500, and that's not good. Um, so I'm going to scroll down. I'm going to pick somebody who's a bum but might have a breakout. And just a, Davis, even though he hasn't really done anything all year, but they're playing the Dolphins. What's that? I was going to say, just, just while you were looking, I really like the Sanders pick a lot. <laughs> You know, someone who had four receptions, and I feel like for some reason that 
I don't know why, but my heart's going this way. Um, I'm going to take Freddie Swain against the Jaguars. They stink. And I think... Oh, okay. I just need to save money. That's really all I'm doing. Yeah. No, I, I don't mind that at all. I think Sanders is a fantastic pick. He's... He's come back to life in Buffalo. Uh, he's that journeyman wide receiver that kind of goes around. Um, I, I've been kind of putting a couple lineups in with either him or, or Cole Beasley just because I think you know Buffalo's going to go to town here. Uh, Freddie Swain, also not a terrible matchup here. Some He seems to be getting more work with Gino than he was with, with Russ. So decent low uh, cost play there. So for my wide receivers, I'm going to do a double stack here. Uh, I'm going to stack both Godwin and Evans with Tom Brady. It sounds like Antonio Brown is leaning to be out of this matchup. He was seen with a crutch at practice. Uh, not a good sign. Not not uh, not something you want to see your wide receiver doing. So I, I think he's out this week. So we saw without AB there last week, Godwin's and Evans went off. So Chris Godwin ended up with eight receptions, 111 yards in a touchdown, 28.1 points. Mike Evans, also a fantastic game last week without AB. Six receptions, 76 yards, and three touchdowns for 31.6 points. So I, I'm i expecting kind of the same here. Uh, maybe New Orleans puts up a bit of a fight here. Lattimore can only cover one guy at a time, leaving that other guy open. So I'm going to double dip here with the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay wide receivers. Uh, final wide receiver I'm going to take, well, final wide receiver in the wide receiver spot is going to be T Higgins for Cincinnati. So he was injured for a bit, but he has come back. Jamar Chase is the obvious big play guy, but T Higgins gets so many opportunities. He had 15 targets last week, caught just under half of them with seven receptions, 62 yards, ends up with 13.2 fantasy points but as far as ppr goes and DraftKings does full point ppr burrow's looking to him so i i like higgins here as a pretty cheap option at 5200 dollars. yeah i think those are all great um i really like t higgins i think he's I, he's definitely overshadowed by jamar chase but people forget the last year he had a solid campaign mm-hmm um, so I'm going to take a little bit of a different direction. I said I was going to stack on my tight end, and then I counted out you know, what my average player cost would be for the rest of the lineup. I can afford Kyle Pitts here, and I don't know why I wouldn't do that, because he's gotten 26 and 29 points, and he's playing a super crappy Carolina team. I think I'm just going to spend Kyle Pitts here, and then I'm going to use my flex as my stack. Yeah, he, he did work for you last week, so definitely makes sense going back to him here. Uh, I'm going to go cheap, $2,800. I'm going to spend on Dan Arnold, the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He, it's more of an opportunity here thing. I'm not expecting a ton out of him, but in his past two games, he's got five targets and eight targets, so there is some opportunity there. Um. We know that DJ Chark is out, leaving Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, and Dan Arnold as the passing option. So I'm just hoping for him to maybe get an easy layup touchdown or something, not really expecting much. 
Yeah, I think that's totally a super safe pick. Like, if you're not willing to spend on the top tight end, there's no point in spending at all. After that, it's yes. very indifferent. Um, so I'm going to go big on my flex. Because I went so cheap with Freddie Swain, I have about five grand. I can do it. And I'm going to stack with Kenneth Gainwell, um, assuming that Miles Sanders doesn't play. Because he still had four receptions last game. Um, yeah. And I, people want to say that Boston Scott's going to get 50% timeshare. I mean, how many times have we heard that Boston Scott's going to like start <laughs> taking over or something? I don't believe it. He got, or he, Kenneth Gamble got 15 points last week, and now he's going to be like, not the feature back, but he's going to have a great opportunity. I think he's going to get at least 20. Calling it right now. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I, uh, they don't really have a run game, but Kenneth Gainwell is more of a receiver than a running back. So I, I think that's a fine play and that stacks well nicely with Hertz. For my final uh, skill position, I'm taking Michael Pittman Jr. He had a good game against uh, the hell they play against San Francisco. Uh, only four receptions, which kind of hurts on the PPR side of things, but they were big plays. He got 105 yards, which gives him that bonus that DK gives for uh, over 100-yard games, and he got the game-winning touchdown. So 23.5 points in that last matchup. Uh, I I think he can do the same here this week against Tennessee. Tennessee's defense isn't the best, even though they were able to shut down Kansas City pretty well. You know, I I don't think they can do that again here. Uh, Too many threats on the Indianapolis side of the ball. I think Pittman can get another touchdown here in this one. Um, yeah, and then should, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, he should have a great opportunity to do that. I was going to give you a compliment, but you cut me off. <laughs> uh, I, I half appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and then I'll just say uh, defense. I picked the Lions. Uh, they were cheap. I'm going to take the Bengals because they're going to get a lot of points. I like it. I think this is where we've always differed. You always go for the super cheap defense, and I, I think that that's something that isn't a horrible strategy, but I feel like that that's where I've outscored you a fair amount in recent weeks. Yeah, that is interesting. So if we look back at our, our previous matchup, uh, what I say? I, I took Houston, I believe, and they put up seven? Mm-hmm. That what it was? Yeah, seven points. And then you took, was it New England? Yes. Yeah, you took New England, they put up 12. So, yeah, that, I mean, there's five points there. Looking at, let's see, let's see. And then the other one was the tight end position. You've been spending more. Um, the defense and the tight end, I, I do. I do tend to to pay pay down just because I guess I play that probability game, and I think I would rather spend my money elsewhere. So, for example, I took two very expensive players, and maybe that was my mistake. Um, in Devontae Adams and Derrick Henry. And maybe because you spent your most expensive player was Tannehill at $6,400 and then AJ Brown at 6300 So maybe, maybe that's the move uh, in these head to head matchups, kind of spread that money around rather than stacking it in a single place. And we'll see if that strategy works for me this week. I have a feeling it's going to be boom bust. I feel like. I'm not happy with my wide receivers, but we'll, I have to live with what I did. So we'll find out. Let's move on to the Q&A section of this. So uh, a couple 
We'll start with some league issues here. Uh, I, I, I like these types of questions because it's not just like, okay, would you play this person or this person? You know, the, these kind of have more open-ended answers and I, I think are more interesting. Uh, so good question here. How do you handle tanking in your leagues? We have a few guys that are already eliminated from playoffs and are actively selling off players for draft picks. They're fair, fair deals in theory, but it is a huge advantage to the guys who do it. Any ideas? Now, I, I, their playoff weeks must be pretty different because I don't think it's usually very possible to be completely eliminated already. But uh, that's not the question. <laughs> question is, how do you deal with tanking? I don't know if there really is a way to do it. I mean, just find better friends. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 fair enough. Um, I know we have some roles set up in our league that I think kind of help. The one and probably the best one is to implement a trade deadline. Um, and the key thing there is you you should set that deadline before anyone could possibly be eliminated. That way, by the time the deadline hits, you don't know who still has a chance and who doesn't. And and that's why I'm saying I feel like either this is a really small league or maybe they don't let a ton of people in the playoffs or something weird. But I, I find it highly unlikely that these people are already eliminated. Uh, we're not even halfway through the season. So th that's just a, a strange thing to me. Uh, but trade deadline, I think, is a good way. Second way is exactly what you said, Pat. Know your league mates. Um, make sure you have good people in the league. That's why our keeper league is only eight people. We didn't want to get 12 because we couldn't find 12 people that we could depend on. Now we have a 12-man league that's a redraft, and that's fine. But for more dedicated leagues like a keeper, like a dynasty league, you want to make sure you get people um, that know how to play, play fairly, uh th th that's a that's a big thing really really f in life <laughs> uh but but even more so here in fantasy football so keeper question here that's an interesting one so uh thinking ahead i i feel like this might change as things go on but which two keeper options do you like best for 2022 i can keep each for two seasons except for Edmonds. so he can keep J.K. Dobbins for an eighth round pick, Chase Edmonds for a tenth round pick, and this would be the last year he would be able to keep him, Darnell Mooney for a ninth round pick, Dalton Schultz for an eighth, Kenneth Gainwell for a thirteenth. Uh, man, I I don't really want to keep any of those guys, Pat. I, I was going to say, <laughs> like, you want to keep the guy who is, like, when have we seen running backs come back from an ACL injury and be productive? Yeah. That, what uh, did anybody say? Chase Edmonds is my guy. Yeah. Who's keeping a tight end? That's not us. Kelsey. These are all the questions that we need to ask. Yeah. And, and they need answered because maybe, maybe they just have some weird keeper rules. Like maybe you can't keep actual good players, which what the hell is the point of a keeper league then? Uh, I would say of the list that you made, maybe Darnell Mooney. 
assuming that Justin Fields gets better because he's definitely the number one receiver right now in Chicago. I think that's where I would go if I'm being serious. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? He's okay. We can keep two. Yeah, I'm with you on Mooney, and I guess Edmonds. Um, yeah, I guess so as well. Because yeah, I, I mean, outside of that, I I would like to keep J.K. Dobbins, but now you have Tyson Williams, who's shown that when they want him to play, he was good. I don't know why he still hasn't played, but I, I just don't see J.K. coming back and being dominant. Yeah, that's uh. I want to keep JK. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like any of those. There, there's probably some weird keeper rules there. Let's move on. So. This is a good one. This has happened before in our league. So. Uh, in this guy's league, a guy dropped. Jonathan Taylor accidentally for Kenneth Gainwell. He messaged the guy and he's like, shit, <laughs> I meant to drop the Jets defense for Gainwell, but he misclicked when he set it up and, you know, didn't know it, notice. So he ends up dropping JT. What do you do? What do you do as a commissioner? What do you do as a member of this league? And Pat, I, this really feels like it, it leads back to what you said before. Have good players. Yeah, I think if it's me, as long as they do it quick enough, you give that person that player back. Yeah. Now, if it's like a week later and they're like, how did Bill get Jonathan Taylor? Then at that point, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yep. It, easy enough. I mean, if it was a mistake, I don't think anyone's dropping John, Jonathan Taylor. Commissioner, add him back to the team. Problem solved. If you have people bitching about it, kick them out next year. Let's head into the start-sit questions. Let's start uh, reverse this time. We'll start with the wide receiver position. And we are going to be looking at... Uh, I don't do standard league. I don't do it. Uh, Thursday night game, can't do that. Okay. So half-point PPR, sit one. So out of this group, pick one to sit. Uh, Mike Williams against New England. Keenan Allen against New England. Calvin Ridley against Carolina, Michael Pittman against Tennessee, Kadarius Tony against Kansas City. I don't think Kadarius Tony plays, so I think that one's pretty easy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if the only other person that I would really consider of that group, I mean, maybe Michael Pittman, maybe Keenan Allen, but yeah, Kadarius Tony, even if he was healthy, I wouldn't pick him. Yeah, and that's a Monday night game, so you can't even wait around to see. So, yep, Tony's going to be the one to sit. Next question here, full point PPR. Devontae Adams is out. I have Stefan Diggs, Devonta Smith, Justin Jefferson, and Julio Jones. Odell Beckham Jr., MVS, Randall Cobb, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton are also all available. Should I pick up any of these guys and sit Julio? Okay, so the question isn't is he should he play Stephon Diggs and all those guys. The question is, no. <laughs> okay, that's misleading. Uh no, I unless Julio's definitely not going to play, I pick him because Odell's not getting the target share that he needs. And why would you play Darius Slayton or Julio Jones? Yeah, I'm I'm completely cool with playing Julio. 
in this matchup, uh, given he's healthy, given he's playing, of course. Um, I don't, it sounds like Sterling Shepard is also going to be out. Uh, MVS and Cobb are going to be Thursday night. I don't think I'd play either one of those. I don't like Odell. He's a poop. Um, and then Julio. Again, pay attention to his injury. If he doesn't play, sit him, play Slayton if you have to. But uh, All right, half-point PPR pick two. Chase Claypool against Cleveland. Sterling Shepard, I, again, I don't think he's playing from what I've seen. Uh, Michael Pittman against Tennessee, and then Christian Kirk against Green Bay. Pick two. I think if it's me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Chase just because I don't think that Najee's going to have a great game run-wise. I think it's going to be a passing game for Pittsburgh, if anything. And I think I'm going to take Michael Pittman because Christian Kirk's been through hit or miss. Yep, I'm 100% with you there. I think Pittman has a good matchup. Uh, I took him in my DFS lineup for a reason. And then Chase had some time to rest on the bye. Should come back healthy. And I, like you said, I think they need to pass in this game. Uh, Cleveland's defensive front is scary. All right, full point PPR, pick two in a flex. That, so pick three. <laughs> uh, Debo against Chicago. Uh, Hopkins against Green Bay. Terry McLaurin against Washington. Thielen against Dallas. DJ Moore against Atlanta. So you got to start Debo. He's been on fire with Jimmy. You're never sitting DeAndre Hopkins unless he's injured. The third one is a lot more difficult. I, Terry McLaurin's been so hit or miss. I think Thielen has a, a great matchup with, with Dallas. If if Diggs is covering uh, Justin Jefferson, Thielen should be open more. He's coming off a fantastic game. Uh, Thielen's good here. So I, I would start Thielen over Terry. But would I start Thielen over DJ? I think I would, just because I think Darnold has been playing poorly. So I'm going to take Debo, Hopkins, Thielen. Yeah, I agree with all three of those for sure. Um, I think if it wasn't for the uh, situation in Carolina, I would probably take DJ Moore over Thielen, but I would need to see something change in Carolina before I change my mind. We've got another full point PPR pick two. Keenan Allen against New England. Debo against Chicago. Assuming he's okay, it sounds like he's fine. Just took a rest day. Uh, Calvin Ridley against Carolina, and then that Emmanuel Sanders against Miami. I think this is me. I'm going to take Debo for sure. I'm probably going to take Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, Keenan Allen's super consistent, and Calvin really great talent, but I just haven't seen him do enough this year. I think Buffalo's going to slaughter Miami. Hey, this is a... That's a tough one. I, I think I definitely agree on Debo uh, for all the reasons I just said. And then the second one, it's tough. I'll, I think these guys are, are decently close. Um, man. I, th- I'm, I think I lean more towards a Ridley or a Keenan. It, so the thing with New England is Bill Belichick is always going to take out your number one. Number one on the Chargers seems to be Mike Williams. So I think I lean Keenan Allen in that situation. However, 
man, I think Ridley also has a very good matchup. So the question I would ask here is who do you got in your flex? You know, because you could probably start all three of those guys. Um, man, that that's a tough one. I, I think I am going to go Debo and Keen and Allen, but it, it's super close. Oh, disgusting. Okay, let's end on this one. Half point PPR. <laughs> Do you want to start MVS, Randall Cobb, or Ty Johnson? <laughs> I I think I'm going Cobb, Pat. Yeah, I think that's the only one I can stomach. Oh, it's so gross. At least the PPR helps a little bit, but this is, again, given that MVS plays... It's his first game back off of an injury. He he never really got a bunch of targets to begin with. Rodgers wanted Cobb there. Here's your opportunity. You got a wide receiver one in Cobb now. Great. Have fun. Popping oh. over to the quarterback position here. So we have Tua against Buffalo. Oh, man. Or Teddy Bridgewater against Washington. Both uh, both difficult matchups, I think, for these quarterbacks. Where where do you lean? I think of the two, I'm probably going to pick Teddy. Just because I've, I... I think two is better than Teddy, but what I'm afraid of is Buffalo roughing two up a lot. Yeah, it's... Whew. I I'm going to look at the over under and probably base it off of that in terms of what points are predicted here. So the Miami Buffalo line is at 49 and a half and then Denver is playing Washington and that's a lower over under of 44. Man, it Tua somehow ended up as the quarterback one last week. I don't know how. No way he finishes as the one this week, but they're going to just be down so much that he's going to have to pass the ball. I, I, I hate it. I hate it, but I think I'm going to. A, uh, another question right below this one. Are you going to sit? Would you sit Aaron Rodgers for Tua or Bridgewater? So the two guys we just talked about, would you play Rodgers over both of them? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It it doesn't matter. Uh, I know it's scary with the top two wide receivers out. Uh, he's Aaron Rodgers. He he's a clutch player. He's gonna find people to pass it to, and he's gonna have to pass it. It does not matter if your top guys are out. It's next man up in the NFL, and Cardinals are gonna be putting up points. Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to throw the ball. Whether that's a Cobb, Tunyon, MVS, Aaron Jones, you know, he's going to have to find ways to get creative. Um, and, and he's a guy that can do it. Next one, Joe Burrow or Dak Prescott? I, I think this is an easy Dak for me just because I think that game's going to be so high scoring. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible question. I agree with you. I think you're going to take the higher fantasy potential quarterback. Joe's going to have a great game, but I just think Dak yeah. has more potential. 
yeah, I, you can't go wrong. Like you said, higher ceiling for Dak. So next one here, we got Trevor Lawrence against Seattle or Jameis Winston against Tampa Bay. There's no way in hell I'm starting Jameis against Tampa Bay. I'll take Trevor. Oh, I, would get, <laughs> I don't want either of them. Yeah, waivers. I'd rather pick Deshaun Watson off of waivers and just put him in there and knowing he's not playing. <laughs> um, I, I would pick Jameis just to be different. I, either one's going to be bad. Yeah, that's That's rough. This question, I think, is a lot more close than the other Aaron Rodgers one we just talked about. But Joe Burrow or Aaron Rodgers? Um, I think I'm a big Rodgers. I think, you know, he doesn't have his offense. I think he's still. He's one of those players that you just don't sit. You just don't bet against because we know better. We know that he's clutch regardless of the situation. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Man, I just think Cincinnati plays the Jets. They can really put it to them. And Cincinnati hasn't really been a team to uh, let off the gas. You know, they beat Baltimore 41-17. They beat Detroit 34-11. And against a matchup like the Jets, you know, that uh, it's probably more like that game against Detroit. And he's looked good. He has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins is back and healthy. Uh, Mixon's back and healthy, so they ha- still have a, a, a decent run game to, to scare them. Uh, it, it's super close for me, but uh, I'll take Burrow if, if this is my matchup. Now, if it was Devontae back, uh, I would probably lean Rodgers because I think it would be a lot more competitive of a game. Uh, but I, I do like Burrow because I think they're just going to take it to the Jets. And let's end this section on another disgusting question. Geno Smith against Jacksonville or T- Taylor Heineke against Denver? I'm going to pick Taylor. Geno. Geno hasn't shown me anything. Taylor Heineke's at least shown he's competent. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think I could ever start Geno Smith. There's 31 other quarterbacks. I heard these are your only two guys. He's clearly in a 32-team league. Impressive. And the, that's who you drafted. Good, great, awesome. Let's finish it out here with some running back questions we have a half point ppr team no flex position that's strange okay uh pick two james robinson aaron jones that that's it pat i don't think i have to read the last two names but it's kenneth gainwell and chase edmonds yeah i don't think so i mean kenneth gainwell might have a good game but not better than the other two yeah you play the probability here uh James Robinson has just been on fire. And Aaron Jones is going to be the only offensive player that the Packers are going to have. Ooh, so next matchup here. Uh, let's do let's actually do this one. So full point PPR. 
I need to fill my running back two, wide receiver two, and a flex spot. So he is. What are you doing here? So you got. So one running back, one wide receiver, and one flex. Okay. So he has Joe Mixon against the Jets, Nick Chubb against the Steelers, Henderson against the Texans, Deontay Johnson against the Browns, C.D. Lamb against the Vikings. So running back. Wow. Okay, this was harder than I expected. I I don't think I don't think I play Chubb. I think I would start Mixon over Chubb. I think I would even start Henderson over Chubb. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, if Nick Chubb wasn't coming off of injury, I wouldn't do that, but based solely mm-hmm. off of that, I, I think Joe Mixon's going to be your number one running back in terms of volume. Yeah, I I like that too. So So let's say Mixon at the running back and then wide receiver two, I think uh, I think I would start CD over Deontay. We talked about that matchup that Dallas has. Uh, that that's going to be a shootout, and I expect CD to be a big part of it. I agree with that as well. And then a flex spot. So the remaining guys we got are Chubb, Henderson, and Deontay. I I think we kind of ruled out Chubb here. Uh, full point PPR probably favors Deontay Johnson. Uh, but Henderson has a fantastic matchup. That that's a tougher one for me, Pat. If it was me, I'm going to pick Henderson because they feel like we know better with the Steelers. We know yeah. <laughs> what what should happen and what will happen. So Najee Harris can get 45 points. Uh, Deontay Johnson won't get a catch because we said the exact opposite. Yep, let's play it safe. Let's go Henderson. Easy. <laughs> oh, your favorite guy here, Pat. So Chuba Hubbard or... Cordero Patterson in a full point PPR. Cuba. No, I'm just kidding. Cordero. What's not a question? All right. Uh, maybe a more difficult one here. Cordero Patterson, half point PPR this time. Uh, uh, Deontay Harris against the Chargers or Khalil Herbert against San Francisco. Pick one. I think that's still your guy. I know Damian Harris has had really two really good games, but this would be a game that he doesn't do anything. I, I think Cordero is the safe pick. Yeah, I think any form of PPR, I, I like that. Uh, I I just want to answer this one very quickly because uh, it, there's a clear answer for this one. So half point PPR pick two: Chase Edmonds, Khalil Herbert, Saquon Barkley. Doesn't sound like Barkley's going to play, so you're going to go Edmonds and Herbert. Sit one or pick two, same question. Half PPR, Aaron Jones, Daryl Henderson, or James Robinson? Those are all fantastic options. Why do you have to sit one? (laughs) I know. That's what I'm thinking as well. I'm going to sit Daryl Henderson. Just because I think that the Rams should blow out the Texans. Yeah. And I just he may not he may not play as much as I think he should. I think Aaron Jones and James Robinson are gonna be your volume guys out of those three. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Daryl Henderson, while he should be the lead back, Sony Michelle's still there, sadly. Um so yeah, fully fully agree with that. Robinson's gonna get a ton of volume. 
And Aaron Jones, like we said, he's the only guy alive in Green Bay. Next, we got a full point PPR matchup. What? What? I don't know. Why is he using nicknames? RB1 season versus Seattle. Who's playing Seattle? Jacksonville. Oh. Oh, so, okay. James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, or uh, what was it? DeErnest against Pittsburgh. Pick two. Uh, uh, wow. So not DeErnest Johnson. Um, I like Fournette. I like James Robinson. It, it's very difficult to sit Joe Mixon and. It always makes me wonder who's in these flex positions for these guys. Yeah, I think I would do James Robinson and Mixon based off volume. I'm not sure. Leonard Fournette's a good pick as well, but I just I just don't know if he's going to have the ceiling compared to the other two. I'm trying to see if I can find another gross one to end on. That one's pretty gross. All right, full point PPR, Miles Gaskin or Damian Harris? Oh, Damian Harris. I would like to think that Miles Gaskin would have, you know, his bounce back game against the number one rush defense, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an easy, easy one. That wasn't gross enough. I found one more gross. Alex Collins against Jacksonville or Michael Carter against Cincinnati. Alex Collins might be hurt. He may uh, not play, so I don't know. Can oh, you bench man. both? Yeah. It might be safer because Michael Carter might just fumble. Yeah. Let's not answer that one. All right, that'll do it. So that's the end of the fantasy episode here at the Sleeping With The Numbers podcast. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we will be posting our, our picks, as usual, on Action Network. All of our links are in the description. Social networks, we're on Twitter, SWTN underscore podcast. We're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that sleeping with the numbers. Come check us out. And also go to our website, sleepingwiththenumbers.com. We should have a mobile app coming out fairly shortly. And you can follow our picks there as well as get access to all of my DFS lineups at the low, low price of watching a 15-second ad. <laughs> you can also uh, take advantage of our offers we got. Uh, we are affiliated with Monkey Knife Fight. Go ahead on their website using our link, make a deposit, and it'll be matched instantly, up to $100. So if you want to play some easy prop bets, football, basketball, hockey, MMA, we got to fight this weekend, you know, Whatever sport you want, Monkey Knife Fight has it, and you get a free deposit bonus up to $100 when you use our link. Yeah, and if you want to participate in Spooky Season, um, you can get a subscription to BarkBox. Uh, it's high-value treats and high-quality toys for your dog. comes in a monthly box, so right now you're getting a free animal robe to cover your naked dog, so that's pretty exciting. Um if you want, you can do that. You can get it free. The Bark Box is great because it lets you manipulate the box in whatever way you want. So I recommend checking it out for your pet. Um, I do it with my dog, and we love it. So click the link below and check it out.
that'll do it. Again, thanks for giving us a listen. 